0: On, everybody? Welcome back to The Wave. We are back to our normal show on Spotify here today and we are doing our draft recap show. Uh, I'm your host Christian Aluzio, alongside co-host Anthony Stricker and producer Joe Hennessy. What's up guys?
1: What's up everybody?
0: What's up Joe? Where do you Joe,
1: go? You're, you're, Joe, you're muted. What's up? What's yes. up boys? You alright man?
2: Hot start. Hot start. Hot
0: start. Good, good start Joe. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so we, uh, for those of you that don't know, we did two live shows uh, this past weekend for the draft. We did one on Thursday for rounds one and um, one on Friday for rounds two and three, which was a lot of fun. We had a lot of people watching. Um, I think we had collectively, I have to check the number, I think we had over 600 total views on it. So we had a lot of people watching, a lot of people reacting, and commenting, which is good. Um, And I I got a lot of good feedback on it. A lot of people enjoyed it. So we're definitely going to be looking forward to doing stuff like that in the future um but this show is just recapping the draft we're going to talk about our each individual teams panthers eagles and cowboys what we thought and what they did and the direction that we think they're going uh for this upcoming season and then we're also going to give grades on other teams as well if we think they did good or if we think they did poorly so let's get right into it uh joe let's start with you with the cowboys because they made the big uh first round with cd lamb which is a an interesting pick um Good pick, great great player. Probably, in my opinion, the best receiver in the draft. But what do you think they did overall throughout the first three days?
2: Well, you said big splash. I actually, you know, it wasn't that much of a splash. I mean, obviously, them taking C.D. Lamb at all is crazy. But he went to 17. That was nuts. So, I mean, and the Cowboys said uh, last week that they were going to stick to their board, you know, as best they could. And clearly, this was the best player available there. I mean, by far.
1: There's so no that way he was on the board that they had planned at all. No.
2: And even their second round pick, they got Diggs. Um, they, I saw something that there, they had a 1% chance when the second round started that mm-hmm. he was going to fall to them. And he ended up falling to them at what? Like, uh, 51. Yeah. So and
1: pick of the second round.
2: Right. That, that was wild too. I, I love that pick too. Um, I think I love the the next one, the third-round pick at, like, 82. I think uh, the Gillimore dude, um, I think that might have been quietly their best pick of the draft. You know, for reasons that you talked about on the live stricker, they got Poe and they got McCoy, but probably only for one year. So adding Gillimore, he's going to be a future starter. If that's next year, that's great. Um, I love that pick, but the pick that – got the people buzzing was uh the Anai pick from Utah late
1: yeah, yeah. that guy's that guy's a beast
2: Matt Miller called him the steal of the entire draft so that makes me feel good uh, you always want to get a steal like low key kind of guy that comes in and produces right away and I think he's got a chance to do that for sure um they got a late round quarterback which you know that was just a depth thing i think that their backup Cooper Rush maybe out of Dallas after this year. So I love that pick. Um, but, yeah, the the C.D. Lamb thing, I mean, clearly when they lost Cobb, they wanted like a slot guy or somebody yeah. that can, you know, just free up Gallup or whatever and allow him to keep, you know, uh, compounding what he's doing. I mean, he's getting better every single time he sees the field. I feel like Michael Gallup is going to be a stud but CeeDee Lamb is going to just give him single coverage, give Cooper single coverage, and free up the box for Zeke. I mean, this is just, like I saw somebody on Twitter talking about like the domino effect that this pick has for their offense, and past like the obviousness of him being a stud, um, he's going to free up a lot more people, and they're just going to be more fluid. And I think with McCarthy, too, calling the shots instead of you know, shit back Jason Garrett. I think it's gonna it's just dude, shit it's back. gonna be it's Plant gonna be bands, It's Jason. gonna be
0: awesome. Where yeah. do he, he go? Did, did He's he get the OC
1: it he... for the, giants. the, the oh, giants? That's right, yeah, that's right. Which is fucking awesome. I would like to comment on the Cowboys uh, myself. The Bradley and Nye pick is a phenomenal pickup for them. I told I said it to you yesterday when we were texting the chat. I mean, the guy had thirteen sacks last year eight the year before that, seven the year before that. That's a guy that's a proven sack player. Um, I mean, he's not he's not overly large or powerful, but he seems to make plays. I think he's going to be a good addition um, as he grows with the team. And then I'll, I'm i just going to battle, you know, come right back with the Gallimore on here as well. That pick by getting Gallimore in the third round, they're going to have a defensive tackle probably for the next, you know, eight to ten years on the D-line that's just a run stuffer, and they didn't have that. And now you know they have Poe and uh, McCoy, but like we talked about, they're probably not going to be there next year. So you got well, this guy long. They're long-term. like
2: 30 something. They're on their way yeah, out for sure. Basically. Yep. Their best years are far behind them. But the other pick that I didn't even talk about him yet, but um, they got the center from Wisconsin. Beattas, yes. late in the, late in the fifth round. So, I mean, that's a guy that I drafted in the mock. I thought he would be a great depth piece. May, may not be a starter and they don't need him to be
0: right now. Trade, actually, the Eagles traded that pick to them.
2: Okay. I, missed that because i was yeah. working on saturday um so that's that's even better i love
0: yeah. it and and the eagles needed a center because jason kelsey's probably not going to be playing for too much longer and they traded to dallas and then they take that center who some people said he, he might have been the top three center in the draft so yeah wisconsin
1: a, just produces linemen dude That's what they do, what yep. they do. Well, linemen travis, and running backs travis
2: frederick was a former wisconsin guy they i mean they hit they nailed on him so yeah he's half as good as frederick that i mean that's a Great pickup late.
1: I mean, going back on this too, I mean, we don't have to go crazy with it, but I know you like Trevon Diggs. I think if we're gonna really dive into Dallas, I know you that's your team. Um, I think they had a good draft. I just think that their reach for them taking CeeDee Lamb was the best player available, but it kind of forced them in the second round to have to take Trayvon Diggs. Right. And I mean, he's a project. He's a great athlete, but he's a project. If you go back and watch some of the tape of that guy, against LSU last year he got cooked by Jefferson and um and Jamar uh, Jamar Chase he didn't look too good in uh I think it was I think they played it was either South Carolina it was a team that wasn't that good but some, he struggled against them as well so he's a little bit of a project and they need a shutdown corner in Dallas so I like the draft but I think they kind of had the reach there because of that Lamb pick. And I don't know if you're going to be that happy with Diggs. I could be wrong, but. Yeah,
0: I think, in my opinion, I, I would give them a grade overall, probably like a B to a B. plus. But if Trayvon Diggs ends up being a boom pick, then obviously they're going to be an A, A. Plus. Um, yeah. And, Joe, you're right with the comment on C D Lamb. Like, that just adds a whole other level to their offense where if you want to play eight in the box on Zeke, you're going to have a lot of single coverage on the outside with those three receivers. So it's just going to be. It's gonna to be tough to cover them, but you know I. I they are probably if I'm be gonna play in
1: the box. Huh? Yeah, you're not gonna be able to play. No, in the that's box what I'm saying. No you're not way. gonna
0: be able to. So it's gonna it's gonna be hard to stop them run wise. But uh, sometimes you're gonna have to play it in the box. It's just it, just it really just depends on game flow. But still, it just adds another level to their offense. But yeah, um, secondary is gonna be their big question this upcoming season for sure.
2: Yeah, and the, they got another dude that they drafted from Tulsa in like the fourth round. Yeah. And they, they listed him as a, I think they listed him as a corner when they drafted him. But now like in all the things I'm seeing him listed as like a safety. So I don't know if, I don't know what the deal is with that, but that's another depth piece for a guy that probably might see a lot of
1: burn this year. I would think. I mean, he he has good size. I mean, that guy's 6'1", 200. So, I mean, if he is a corner, I don't really know much about him other than I saw whenever the pick came up, I sent it to you guys, I saw some hype around him. They were talking this guy up like he's a great athlete. So maybe they'll be able to use him at corner. But even if they have to move this guy to safety, he's got good size. He can tackle well. I know. I remember reading that. So as long as him or Trevon Diggs comes out next year and they're playable, you can put them on the field. Dallas, I'll have to agree with Deluzio. I give him a B or B plus with this draft.
0: Yeah. Joe, what do you what do you think? What do you give them grade wise?
2: Well, I mean, maybe biased, but I'm gonna give him an A. It, I mean, it could be pushed to an A plus in four or five years if C. D. Lamb is an All Pro. So yep. I don't know. It remains to be seen, but I'm gonna give him an A grade
0: for now. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and that, A little bias. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. I gotta expect that. Uh, <laughs> The day on the, the the rounds four through seven is really just about finding that diamond in the rough. So those guys I drafted that day, Robinson, uh, the center, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, and then the the defensive end from Utah, and the quarterback is just a quarterback. But um, if you if one of those guys is playable for you or is in your rotation at least, or shit even becomes a starter, then you've you've had a successful draft in my opinion. If you find someone who can play on that day, so yeah, um. All right, so we're all pretty high on the Cowboys. I think we, I think a lot of people would agree they'd had a pretty good draft. Um, and even Definitely. if you're an Eagles, Giants, or Redskins fan, you have to admit that they've had a, a decent draft. So, Strick, let's go to you. The Panthers went clean sweep at defensive players uh, in the draft, which I think we – I don't know it. if I expected a clean sweep, but I think all three of us were kind of on the consensus that they'd go majority defense since they lost a lot on defense in the offseason. But for seven players on defense, that's hey, – Yeah, better. I – they had a plan, I think and
1: they stuck to it. That See, now that's kind of – I'm glad you said it. A great transition there, D. Uh, I, I was going to say that right away. Matt Rule and Marty Herney clearly had a plan, um, and this is the first time that I can say it as a Panthers fan, that they had a plan and they executed the plan. The plan was to go out and rebuild a defense, make them fast, make them explosive, and make them want to get a team that wants to hit and play hard, and that's exactly what they did. Um, so it's nice to see that. Nice to see some executed plans because normally Carolina drafts are – They always have a good first-round pick, but then the rest of it, they never really seem to pan out in the rest of the draft. So um, going to my – I'll just go to my grade right off the bat. Um, I think the Panthers, I'm going to say an A to an A-. minus. The only reason why I wouldn't give them an A- plus is because they didn't address interior offensive line. Uh, I think they needed to get a guard, which was something they did not do. I love their tackles, and I love their right guard and center. They're all very good, but they have a left guard. Weak spot there that they, they might have needed to address and tight end they could have easily addressed tight end in round five or six or seven They decided not to and stick with the defense um, So I, I that's why I wouldn't give them an a plus but going down the list here um, We talked about on the i am not gonna go crazy with Derek Brown? Everybody knows Derek Brown It's probably the best defensive lineman in this draft um, behind chase young run stopper He can you know penetrate up the middle. He's not really a sack guy. He reminds me a ton of Fletcher Cox so I'm not going to complain about that at all. Fletcher Cox is arguably the second-best defensive lineman in football. Um, so I love Derek Brown. Now, getting the round two, that getting gross mottos in round two was unreal. That Stim. guy, that guy, when we, you had him in your, in your mock draft, you picked him <laughs> at 17 right. in that draft. I mean, this dude easily could have been a top-20 pick in the draft. He fell. He fell right in the Panthers' lap, and now they're putting – Gross mottos on the opposite side of last year's first round pick, Brian Burns, who had eight sacks as a rookie, and putting Derek Brown in the middle next to a pro bowler and Kawan Short. All of a sudden, the D line is, it looks good and explosive, and they're all big as hell, which I love. Um, so I thought that was a steal for them. And then Jeremy Chin, I know I was pissed about them not taking Isaiah Simmons at first, but this guy's the closest thing to Isaiah Simmons in the draft. He's 6'3, 230 pounds, runs a four-four. He can play safety. He can play outside linebacker. They can, he can cover in the slot at corner. He can kind of do it all. And the thing I love about him is he's a dog. He hits people. He wants to smoke you. If you have a guy in the secondary that wants to hit, receivers are going to think twice about going across the middle on that guy. They're going to they're gonna be like, oh, where's he at? They're going to be you know, head on the swivel with this guy. So I love him. And then Troy Pride, I can't believe he fell to the fourth round. Yeah, how, I agree. How, how a six foot corner 2 six foot, 200 pound corner who runs a four, three fell to the fourth round from Notre Dame uh, happened is beyond me, but I'm, well, I was pumped when that mm-hmm. happened. I know you picked him Joe in your one mock draft. I think you picked him in the, was it the second round or the third round?
2: I think it was the third. I think it was around nineties, but I, I think he's polished. I, I love that pick. Yeah,
1: he's uh he's going to come in right away. I mean, they're going to have the fastest corners in the nfl next year with him and dante jackson two guys that run four threes so i love it then uh kenny robinson the dude from west virginia uh that got kicked out of school for academic fraud and then went oh, to that's last
0: right season. yeah no he was um yeah. he he was an xfl player and then yeah or he got kicked out of school went to the xfl and then got drafted so smart by him but yeah i heard Academics. that yesterday i
1: love it
2: it's not high at west virginia <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely not i think we all know a little about that uh but Kenny Robinson, dude, I, I love him, man. I mean, I, he's, he's 6'2", 210. He's a ball hawk back there. I watched uh, some of his West Virginia highlights, and then he had a 36% completion rate while he was at West Virginia playing safety, which was the second best in the country. So clearly he can play a little bit. Uh, and then we obviously we knew Matt Rule was going to grab a Baylor guy at some point, and they grabbed a guy that I loved, Bravian Roy. He's 6'1", 325 pounds, and he runs a four seven forty. So, clearly, he's got a quick first step. He's going to penetrate up the middle of the line. I mean, if he can get you three or four sacks from the middle of the line a year and just be a rotational piece on the line in the sixth round, I'll never complain about that. That's a that's a steal in my eyes in the sixth round. And then in the seventh round, they went corner. They got Stanley Thomas Oliver the third from Florida International. He's, he's athletic. He was, like, second in broad jump. His vertical was pretty good, runs a 4-4. So, he's athletic. We'll see if he uh, pans out, but... Uh, going down the list here, like I said, I think the Panthers had a an A or an A minus in the draft. Yeah, I, I,
0: I I love it. I agree. I think they had a pretty good draft. They addressed it. They wanted it. they had a plan, they stuck to it. Um, I agree with you. i think I think it would have been good for them to probably take uh, an offensive lineman at least one just to add some depth just in case. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what the undrafted free agencies for. That's what this period between now and uh, I think it's tomorrow or, or Wednesday. What that's for and signing some guys who were still out there. So, yeah, there's there's yeah, they already a... good.
1: They already signed three offense. They signed a center from Washington State. They signed uh, a guard from Auburn who actually ha- has been playing with Derek Brown. So he's been playing across from him for the last four years in practice. Uh, and they signed the offensive lineman from Ohio State who's 6'7", 330. So, uh, I'm kind of hoping that that guy uh, can stay healthy and maybe play because he is a massive human. So, they addressed <laughs> it uh, undrafted.
2: Uh, that's a lot of man
1: yeah that's a big boy so oh but i love it man i mean like i said i we, i was raving all weekend about this i've been pretty pumped to talk about the panthers since since how they got done yesterday they this this is the first time in my history of being a panthers fan that i'm leaving the draft with hope and looking at every pick going damn this guy actually might play or it might be pretty good so pretty happy
2: yeah i think you should be those first four picks just they, yeah. they give it they give the draft an a alone i mean the la- the last few are also good picks which bumps it even more but those derek brown like you were just talking about putting these two young guys gross matos and derek brown on that line it's like you know going from bottom 10 in the league to maybe top five yeah they're they all gonna-
1: so they're gonna go from being one of the worst defensive running teams in the league last year to probably you know out right around the top 10 or outside the top 10 which is a huge upgrade for them from last year and i'm not going to complain about it at all i, I gross motto Derek brown you know side by side with kawan short is a pro bowler i mean it just all of a sudden they look like a defensive they have a good defensive line um and kind of panthers football has always been built on you know your defense playing pretty well and it looks like they got Some hitters out there and I love the the Troy Pride and Jeremy Chin. Guys that can run and that play fast. I mean in the NFL you guys know if you if the defense plays fast and you know they're explosive, it's it's tough. It's tough to pass against them and the running game is shut down that much faster when you've got a safety that can fly.
0: Size and speed. That's what strickers all about, size and speed. (laughs) That's all (laughs) that matters. Size and speed and if you fuck somebody up coming over the middle, that's all that matters. (laughs) Hey, you're, um, listen, if you I'm see Jeremy saying.
1: Chin out there, your head's on a swivel. You're going to be scared. You're going to oh, be like, oh, shit. shit. That's is that Chin? He's about to smoke my Chin. Hell he's no, gonna, I'm out of here. See,
0: team Stricker, i, I got to stay away from him. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, don't fuck around. No, little Chin them, music. Just the, <laughs> chin music. On the uh, Panthers, I think with them, they understand offensively, but they have, like, they didn't need any offensive weapons. They have mm-hmm. DJ Moore, Samuel. They signed Robbie Anderson. They have McCaffrey. They don't have a tight end, but um, they have Teddy Bridgewater, which is obviously the big question of the whole their season, how it's going to play out. So I think they understand that he's more of a average to above average game manager in a sense. So they're going to have to be good on the defensive side of the ball. If they want to win probably more than eight games. So I think think they understand that they need to address defense right now. And they're going to have to win some close games, especially in the division. So, um, but yeah, I think they had an overall pretty, pretty solid draft. So I I would agree um, with your grade there. Um, so the, let's get to the Eagles now. Cause there was a lot of, a lot, a lot going on there. So I've had, I've had a couple of days to digest this and look at the whole picture of what they did. So the Rieger pick in the first round, I'm okay with it right now because they clearly had a plan of what they want to do to go into the season with how they want to play offense. They clearly want to go with speed. Um, uh, they want to be explosive and if that's their plan, fine. That's that's what they want to do. I hope it works. I think it's going to be interesting to see um, with Ertz and Goddard on the field, Deshaun Jackson, and they traded for Marquise Goodwin and Rieger on the field. They're going to be explosive for sure. And if everything works out the plan, they're going, to be, they're going to be tough to cover. Uh, it's a lot of speed and agility on the field, especially with those two tight ends. It's going to be difficult to cover them and Miles Sanders coming out of the backfield. So I am kind of excited to see how that pans out um, and how that plays out. Uh, The rest of the draft, I like what they did with the linebacker in the third round, Davion Taylor. I really actually like that pick. Um, They play a lot of nickel, so they typically have two linebackers on the field uh, most of the game. And their two linebackers right now are Jatavis Brown, who they signed from uh, the Chargers in the offseason, and this guy Davion Taylor. So if this Taylor guy can actually play a little bit, they're going to be fast as shit at linebacker because Jatavis Brown runs a 4-4 and this Davion Taylor guy runs a 4-4. So they're going to be athletic as hell at that second level to cover running backs out of the backfield. There's change of pace running backs and be able to cover slot receivers going across the middle and zone coverage. So, um, I like what they did there. Um, I wish they would have taken a cornerback because I, I do think besides Darius Slay they're kind of thin there. Sydney Jones is a question mark. Crave on the Blanc is, eh, and, uh, Avante Maddox is still, uh, he's, he's, he's a good depth piece, but I, I don't know if he's a starter in this league at this point. Um, So I wish they would have taken a a corner there. They also took uh, they took two more receivers. Yeah, they took John Hightower from Boise State, and they took Quez. It was a Quez Watkins. Yeah, Quez Watkins uh, from Southern Miss. So they look they went heavy at receiver, and they traded for Marquise Goodwin. So they listened to the fans, and they you know they understand that we needed we needed some weapons. I wish they wouldn't have taken Quez Watkins, and they went with a corner. But I don't know. We'll see. They also took uh, two linemen, Jack Driscoll, who could play guard or tackle, and the Prince uh, Prince Tega Wanogu from Auburn. Um, so that helps a little bit. Auburn I mean,
2: had like two of the best like draft names of all time in this draft. The corner that went to Miami, oh, Noah's oh, yeah. <laughs> Prince and this Prince. Guy, Tega.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know where yeah. these getting these guys <laughs> from like Egypt or something, I don't know where they're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> um the other uh Kayvon Wallace I like that pick too I think he's going to be a good player in the NFL um yeah. but yeah I think I the day three I think they overall had a really good draft I am a huge fan of accumulating a lot of picks on that day just because I said if you can find that diamond in the rough player on day three that's you had a successful draft in my opinion so that's no that, that's I love that that we did all that and also picked up a wide receiver uh the question mark obviously is injuries so if Jackson goes down, if Goodwin goes down, Jeffrey goes down, you have Rieger, Greg Ward, if this John Hightower can make the team, or Thig Whiteside. I mean, you're back to the land of misfit toys again. So it's like, I, you know, it, the question mark is injuries. If the, You can't just assume that these guys are going to be healthy just because they're the Eagles. If you're an Eagles fan listening to this, just because it's the Philadelphia Eagles doesn't mean all these guys' injuries problems are going to go away. So Goodwin missed 12 games the past two years. Jackson obviously missed a lot of games. Jeffrey missed a lot of games. So uh, if everything works out, I think it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, But the elephant in the room is the second-round pick, Jalen Hurts. So here are my thoughts on that. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Um, Howie defended it by saying they want to be a quarterback factory, and they – a quarterback is the most important position on the field. Like, no shit, Howie. Like he thinks we're t- he's talking to a bunch of five year olds that don't play f- they've never seen a football game before. But the problem is you have a quarterback that you already signed to a hundred million dollar extension for five years and he's so he's the one that's gonna be on the field should be a hundred percent of the time. So if they run if they wanna run this two quarterback system, number one, I think it's bogus shit. That's <laughs> It's just it's bogus, it's bogus ass bullshit. It's bad. That's what it is. Bogus ass bullshit. Can, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> Everybody wants to say, oh well, they could be like Taysom Hill, and this, and Drew Brees. Really, does that work? Did did that work last year when they got beat by the Minnesota Vikings in the first round of the playoffs? No. Would you want Drew Brees coming off the field so somebody else can throw the football? No. Do you want Carson Wentz coming off the field so someone else can throw the football? No. And if you do, I question your intelligence of the game of football. Why would you want that? If if they plan to use Hurts as like a gadget play type of guy, like, oh, he did some cool things with Tua at Alabama, that's not worth a second-round pick, in my opinion. That's what Jalen Rieger's for. That's what... All this other speed is for, it. not for a second round quarterback to come in and come on the field for five to 10 plays a game to run some stupid ass gadget plays. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, the so, thing
1: with the gadget plays, too, with Jalen Hurts, that I was thinking about uh, this morning, D, was Greg Ward was a quarterback before this, before he played wideout. You have a guy that, you, if you wanted to do these little gadget yeah, plays and could. throw the ball with someone, you already have someone who can do that, but he plays receiver now. So you kind of have that little op- that, op- that option. True. I don't even want to get into the Taysom Hill shit because no, I'm, I'm not it doesn't. Entertaining
0: it. I'm not entertaining it, it
1: doesn't. It it doesn't work. And I got a thought on that in our next segment about Taysom Hill's little contract he signed this morning. Yeah, I what they did. But
0: but there's two th- there's two things that could come out of this hurts thing. Both of them are negative. One, if everything goes according to plan and Wentz doesn't get hurt, which by the way he played 16 games last year and got. He did get hurt in the playoff game, but it was a it was a freak accident. I think a lot of people can agree with that. Cloudy landed it a, on the it side, was
1: kind of a dirty play too. Yeah,
0: it, it's a freak accident. But he played all sixteen last year. Um, if if Wentz plays all year and everything goes according to plan, Jalen Hurts isn't getting on the field. He's not going to see the field to, in, enough to make a difference to, as a second round pick. If Wentz does get hurt, th- what does that mean? Does that mean that they pick up right where they left off because Jalen Hurts is there? Now you don't know what he's going to be. You have no idea. Like, yeah, he was nice at Alabama, but it, it, it's a different game. It just – because he's a nice athlete doesn't mean he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Um, it was a it fucking just, horrible it, pick. It, me, it just didn't just... make any – I know it was. I just, I just can't make any sense of the pick. And the other, uh, the other argument that I'm hearing people say, well, they could trade him. Well, you should have traded him on Friday night. You should have traded the pick on Friday night. And uh, some people are saying, well, if he's good, you can trade him later. Think of it this way: For those of you that are that are talking about that stupid ass point that you could trade him later, you have to trade him for at least a second-round pick, a first-round pick, or a good player that can start for you to make that trade to make that pick worth it. Because if you trade him for anything less, you should have taken another player at that pick. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So stupid. It doesn't make the idea.
1: The idea of trading him. I mean, you're absolutely right. To to make sense of it, I mean, a second-round player. That's a quarterback who, granted, I mean, we're talking about Jalen Hurts here. We all, we, and on this podcast, every single one of us has talked about. We love him. We think he's a yeah, good player. But the him pick all. makes the pick makes no sense. No. But in trading him, they're going to need to play him in the preseason. Right. He's going to have to show out a little bit. They're going to have to put him in the, in an actual pro game a couple times in the year. He's going to have to make good plays, and then they're going to have to let that little bit of information be enough for a team to say, "Yeah, we'll give you a second and a fourth for Jalen Hurts in next year's draft." That's probably not going to happen unless. Unless Wentz gets hurt and they have to play him a couple games. That's the only way that'll even happen. And then you, all you did was get an insurance policy. Didn't we just get away from an insurance policy two years ago whenever they decided to trade Foles? Didn't they just want to get rid of the elephant in the room? Like, they didn't want to bring him back because they were tired of, well, Foles won a Super Bowl. Why is Wentz starting? Like, they're going to have the same problem if Jalen Hurts goes out here and crushes it in the preseason and then Wentz struggles and then he co- and, and he gets hurt and when Hurts comes in the game and does well, it's going to be the same fucking elephant.
2: It's going to be Dak Prescott coming in for Tony Romo, except Carson Wentz, you drafted what, three, three four, year, yeah, four years ago now?
0: He's way out at all. He's in his prime. Uh, so right. So it's 26.
2: Exactly. <laughs> he's 26, and you just gave him $100 million. But, you know, let's harass this guy in the second round. Yeah,
1: it it doesn't admit... matter the the, the trade the trade idea doesn't make sense the the quarterback factory doesn't make any sense that's a fucking ridiculous statement at all God, it doesn't make backwards. any sense this isn't a college dude no, like Went- Wentz isn't gone in two years like what the fuck does that even this isn't college game and on top of it the Taysom Hill shit let's just let's just call it what it is the reason why the Saints have lost some playoff games because they take their best player off the field, a top 10 quarterback to ever play the game, to put in some fucking nerd from BYU (laughs) to run a little gadget play and get a first down, dude, or throw the ball down the field for no reason at all. Why is Drew Brees coming off the field? That's why Sean Payton hasn't won since 2009. That's why right there. Because yeah,
0: he's a fucking idiot. Dude, it's just, it's trying to be smarter than everybody in the room and trying to be like, look what I did. I drafted a quarterback in the second round and we're going to use him on this play and this play and that play. Like, it's just, it's not worth You have enough speed. Your whole approach to this draft was speed and uh, for offensive-wise was speed and explosiveness. You have that already. You don't need to add Jalen Hurts in there to take you to the next level. Is that going to separate you from the Cowboys? Is that going to separate you from the Packers or the Saints or the Seahawks? No adding Jalen Hurts to your offense, it's not going to separate you. The 49ers, it's not going to separate you at all. I I just don't understand that. You could have easily taken another need there, like A.J. Apensa. If they didn't like him, they didn't like him. Whatever. But you could have taken somebody else. You could have got Wentz another weapon. You could have taken Mims or something. But instead, you take a guy like Hurts, who, again, if everything goes according to plan, won't sniff the field. More than 20% 20 of the plays this year. Of the whole season. So I just, it doesn't make sense. Grade wise, I give them a B a B because I think they had a nice day three. I, I like the approach they have. Rigor, whatever, is fine. He maybe he can help out um and help with the speed approach. But th- what's knocking that grade down for me is the second round pick. If they picked a pensa there or a mim's there, I give them an A easy. A to an A. Yeah. Pensa, easy.
1: They I mean, like the rest of their draft was good. I mean, you asked me about Cavon Wallace. He's a dog, man. He makes tackles. That's a guy that's gonna play. He's gonna come on the field and he's not gonna fuck up. He's awesome. They got two offensive linemen for depth. Good picks. They got Davion Taylor, a fast linebacker that, that can be a rotational piece that eventually will probably be a starter. Jalen Rieger, who's an, a freak athlete, who in a year when he actually had a quarterback at TCU who was average, had a thousand yards and 13 touchdowns. I mean, that's a guy that you can play. The rest of their draft was pretty solid. I, I agree that the trade for Goodwin was to Goodwin was good. They got it. They got a fast receiver to add to the. Uh, to the rotation there if he can stay healthy so i listen the jalen hurts thing we're never going to understand um but i think that overall i i I agree with your grade i would say maybe a b minus because taking him in the second round maybe a c plus is that's that's a big big reach just because of who was there i mean if we go back to the to the second round of the draft i know a pencil was there but
0: uh, he went the next pick there were
1: Great there was, players on the uh, board. Pensa was there. Raquan Davis. I mean, they could have went a receiver again with Denzel Mims. I mean, shit, they could have grabbed Christian Fulton yeah, or uh, uh, Willie Gay Jr. Corner.
0: They didn't take a corner. They could have taken a corner if they wanted to. I it just, I, I don't know. I'm, that 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 pick is gonna loom over Howie's head for the next, however long Hurts is there and Wentz are, Wentz are there. That's that's how long this is gonna go. And especially Let- if one of these dudes that he passed on is. Can play and it's a starter in the league. It's gonna look really bad.
1: What? Let me ask you this though. Playing a little devil's advocate to everything we're saying here. What, in your mind, as an Eagles fan, could change your thought process on or on Hertz being a good pick for the Eagles? What would make him a good pick for you?
0: Honestly, nothing. Because if let's let's just say Wentz does get hurt. Okay, let's say he gets hurt and he can't play this year, and Hertz comes in and he's he's good. He's a beast. Your approach to this draft. Your approach of well we're going to draft in case our quarterback gets hurt that's a stupid approach with already the fact that you signed him to a 5 year 100 million dollar extension if you had durability questions about him you shouldn't have signed him to that much money you just shouldn't have done that you should have said we're going to do what the cowboys are doing with Dak and let it linger and then then I could understand this pick i could justify that pick but i don't i can't justify it right now um Look, I, I hope I, I hope he is good. I really do. I, I have nothing against Jalen Hurts. I don't want him to blow in the NFL, but it just it doesn't make sense. You locked up Carson Wentz to be your guy. You traded up years ago to get him to be your guy, and then you do this. I just I don't get it. I don't understand. Here's
1: I mean, here's how I think it would make sense. Is I kind of had a thought in my head when I asked you that question. Is the only way this this makes sense, D? If they play Hurts in the preseason, he plays really well. He plays it a little bit in the season this year. Looks solid, right? He has a decent season in the plays he's in. Next year, does the same exact thing again. And one of these teams out here that has is on the cusp of being good that doesn't have a quarterback comes to the Eagles and says, "All right, we'll give you three picks for Jalen Hurts."
0: Yeah, now, that
1: I, is the only it, way it would too. make sense because they could maybe get a piece that they don't have. I understand, from a but team that's that needs a
0: him. lot of ifs and that's a lot of things that have oh, to it fall is. in place for that to happen when you could have just taken another player in the second round and not had to worry about any of that happening. That's a huge downside. It's almost like effect.
1: It's almost like Howie didn't like the first two picks of the draft. I know we like Rieger. I like Rieger myself, but he's could have been picked at round two pick 21. You know what I mean? He could have, have honestly been there at that pick. So the first two rounds, it's almost like Howie didn't even like the board the way it was for him in either round.
0: Now, what but he just what kinda happened made was picks. he had his eyes on Rieger and he had his eyes on Hurts and he wasn't moving off that. And that's exactly what he wanted to do. He knew that from the start. Uh, apparently there's there was a report that he called Carson Wentz and said if, if Hurts is there, we're taking him in the second round. So he had his eyes on both of these guys. What? Yeah. yeah I, I, I saw that too. Yeah, that's that was a report. Um, There was another report from Edward that they were rumored to trade up in, uh, with Atlanta at 16, and they had to give up that second-round pick, which ended up being Hurts to get CD Lamb, and he passed on it. So if that is true, which Edward is a reputable source, if that is true, he had his eyes set on Rieger and Hurts. There's no question And he
1: it. wasn't willing to give up those two guys for C.D. Lamb. For
0: C.D. Lamb. So, look, if I got to trust him. I'm not the, the NFL GM or the executive. I have to trust his opinion here. But his track record of number one receivers is not great. It's um, horrible. It's, it's, Let's it's, not it's, sugarcoat it. It's really, not good. It's, it's bad. Um, and I, I just don't – I'll never understand this this Hurts pick. What pisses me off more is just his smug attitude that he just thinks he's smarter than everybody with the comments he makes. I just don't understand I don't get it, but, um, yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and then we're going to talk about some other teams that may have done well or may have done bad, and we'll give our opinions on those. And um, I think we have a couple teams in mind uh, that we can talk about. I'm sure a lot of you also have some teams in mind. Let's take a quick break. This is The Wave, Stricker, and Illusio. All right, buddy, welcome back to The Wave. Um, our second part of the show is going to be doing grades for other teams besides our own. So um, we each have a couple of teams in mind that did well, that did poorly, and um, we're just going to get right into it here. Um, I'm going to start. Uh, so I think that overall throughout the weekend, I think the 49ers had a pretty solid weekend. Um, they lost to Forrest Buckner. They replaced him with Javon Kinlaw, who should be a pretty good player. They take another receiver in Brandon Ayuk um, to add to their speed and dynamic uh, offense that they have with Kyle Shanahan. They didn't have a lot of picks. They only had three other picks besides that. But they do get Trent Williams on their offensive line after Joe Staley retired. So whatever they lost in the offseason, they did replenish. They lose Emmanuel Sanders. They take a receiver. They lose um, Buckner. They take a defensive lineman. um, They lose uh, Joe Staley. They get Trent Williams. So and they, Look, they didn't really need that much. They were just in the Super Bowl. It's not It's not like they were a team that got there by a fluke. Uh, I think they're a pretty solid team around, all around. So draft and acquisitions, I think they had a pretty solid weekend. I'm not sure what you guys think about that.
1: I mean, I like it. I think one thing for me about the Niners, is I think they got a sleeper in round seven. Um, They got a guy a who, yeah, who's been kind of... You know, a little nicked up in college, but I mean, you played wide receiver in the SEC in the, the year that you were healthy the all year. And obviously, it's all about health for all these guys, but last year, 60 catches, 970 yards, eight touchdowns in the SEC on a bad team. So, I mean, that's a guy that, you know, with good quarterback play out of Jimmy G, which is, you know, also kind of a stretch, but that's a guy that you might be able to have come in and get you a couple reps at wide receiver. I love the Javon Kinlaw pick. That dude has, a, has probably. I mean, if we had to grade our top five highest ceilings in the draft, for me, Javon Kinlaw's ceiling is in the top five. That dude could be an absolute freak of nature at D-tackle. So getting rid of Buckner and replacing him with a rookie on a rookie contract, that's a home run for me.
2: Yeah, I think that was probably the best move that they made. I mean, people kind of raised eyebrows when they traded away to force Buckner, but you know, they get Kinlaw, who is just a game wrecker. And I, I love that
0: pick. I, I think that pick was actually the trade. For it was. Buckley, it was. So, yeah. So that I mean, look, that, that makes a lot of sense. That's smart by uh by John Lynch. They're doing that.
1: He pressures the pocket like th- from the from the tackle position too. Like you have you have Bosa on the outside. Who's their other DN Ford D Ford right? Yeah. So you got two guys that can really get around the edge, and then you got a guy in the middle now who can sack you from the middle of the pocket. Like that's gonna be a tough place to play against that defensive line if that guy develops like he can. I mean. Dude, their D-line might even be better. I don't want to say Buckner, that Kinlaw's better than Buckner, but he he could be better than Buckner at some point.
2: And it took Buckner a year or two or three or four, really, even until he kind of came on the scene
1: and was like the guy. And
2: that might
1: I – mean? and you know what? His – you never – with these guys with the defensive line play too, Joe, like kind of what you're saying, you never know if their production is because of who else is around them. I mean, as soon as Bosa and Ford got there, all of a sudden D, uh, DeForest Buckner's that good. Maybe it was just a system thing in the line. The other guys made it easier for him.
2: Well, they also had, like, Solomon Thomas and a couple other first-round picks on that line around him. But, yeah, yes. I agree. I, I think that goes along with, with what you're saying. The other thing about the 49ers is, like, when when did they know that Joe Staley was just going to retire? Like, there's no way they just learned of it on Saturday
0: uh, and then made it minutes, was right. Like- it will actually, it was apparently according to Schefter and Rappaport, who I was, when I was watching the draft and listening to it, um, when that came through, uh, cause I was like, wow, they traded for Trent Williams. I wonder why they did that. And then that came out. Apparently, it was w- within recent days that he informed them that he was going to retire because of health concerns. So it was quick. They learned it, and then they, I guess they got active with trying to get Trent Williams. I'm just surprised he only got traded for a third and a fifth because he's one of the better in the NFL. So, um, I think the Redskins kind of got screwed a little bit there but that that was a But bad if you're the Redskins,
1: you got a guy that you didn't have all year last year and he was probably willing to sit out this year. I mean, yeah, that's a bad would you rather case. not have get him or play. have the picks.
0: Oh, you no, know? you'd rather have the picks, but it just sucks that you couldn't probably get what he's actually valued for, but it's it's a bad situation, I guess that happens every now and then. But yeah. Um, but yeah, overall I thought the 49ers had a pretty solid weekend without with only having five draft picks. So um stroke who, who do you who uh what team do you think did pretty well One-eight uh teams.
1: i i got two here i'm gonna start with the team that I, the only team in the draft that i'm gonna give an a plus to i got an a plus for the minnesota vikings i think the vikings yeah. had an absolute monster draft well monster they had draft. like 15 picks they had 15 picks had and i'll tell you what i see i see like six dudes on here that are gonna play as rookies and probably be on the team for the long, like the long the long haul honestly Fifteen picks in the draft, obviously crazy amount. But getting right into it here, they lost Stephon Diggs. They go out and replace him with probably the best slot receiver in the draft in Justin Jefferson. Dude, he killed it last year at LSU. Stats were insane. 17 touchdowns, like 115 catches. That's no joke, dude. That was better than Stephon Diggs in college by far. So, I mean, I kind of think they hit a home run by replacing him there. And then they turn right around and they use that other first-round pick that they got to replace – What's his name? Xavier Rhodes with Jeff Gladney, Gladney from TCU. Yeah. He's a little undersized, but he's kind of a he's you know he's a dog. He plays hard, um, and he's obviously young. And to just kind of like uh, balance it a little bit, they went out and got Cameron Dantzler yeah, in the third round. On it. Yep. I mean, he he was. If you guys watch the tape on Dantzler, if you want to know why I was so high on him for the Panthers, he was the only guy last year that uh, Jamar Chase for LSU could not catch the ball against. Jamar Chase struggled against Mississippi State. Dantzler was in his face all game long. Was bigger, stronger, and more physical with him all game, and he could not go off. And that's a guy in the in the NFL that if you have a press corner that's strong, I mean, it can it could be a real pain for. I mean, Kirk Cousin isn't isn't going to light you up. I mean, he needs people to play off his receivers to get him open anyway. So, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of why I like Cameron Dantzler. I mean, he's a good corner.
2: Yeah, they also got – I mean, they got one of the guys that we were talking about a lot leading up to the draft and Troy Die, yep. who just kept falling and falling. And he was just sitting there for somebody to take him. I think a couple – I think the Saints may have traded up like while he was sitting there and we thought yeah, he might did. go. Uh, but they, they didn't Zach pick him. On. Well, yeah, that was a great pick too. But, yeah, I think Troy Die is somebody they stole and along the same lines they got – Another guy we were talking about in Kenny Willicks in the
1: seventh round. Yeah. The thing about Kenny Willicks, though, I did, I actually was, uh, I did a little homework on him yesterday because I was kind of, I wondered why he fell when he wasn't going to, he was kind of projected so low. He has really, really short arms and he's not fast. Yeah. He's big. He's he's athletic, but he has short arms. And obviously in the NFL, those tackles, man, if they have long arms, they can keep you away with ease.
0: You're not getting anywhere. Yep.
1: And the other thing why i love them dude their fourth round they got three dudes that are probably going to start or get playing time troy die linebacker as joe just said dj won on the defensive end from south carolina he's an absolute monster huge he's like 6'6 325 really long arms and then james lynch the big 12 defensive player of the year from baylor had like 12 and a half sacks last year and like 30 tackles for loss so i think that i mean mike zimmer is a defensive guy he went out and got himself you know three or four dudes that are going to come in on d and play week one
0: yeah they again like i said with the eagles i'm a huge fan of accumulating a lot of picks on day three just to see if you can hit on one of them that's exactly what they had with a lot of those picks i thought their first two days of picks were good um they addressed needs they um they, they also took the offensive lineman ezra cleveland as well um i Always, am a fan of taking offensive linemen in the draft because if you find a good o- offensive lineman or defensive lineman, you're uh, that's that's what those are for. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think the Vikings had a, a pretty solid draft. Um, it's easy when you have 15 picks, but yeah, I, I don't think they yeah. I don't think they screwed that up by any stretch.
1: I mean, I I got dude, only team I'm giving an A plus to. I think that they just hit. I mean, when you look at their picks, like Ezra Cleveland, that dude's probably gonna play. I mean, they got, like, six or seven dudes sitting here who are probably going to see the field opening game right here.
2: Yeah. I, I love their draft.
1: Yeah, yeah they, killed they got, it.
2: like, eight picks in those middle rounds that we keep talking about. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's depth on depth.
0: Yeah, Joe, what's uh, one of the teams that you had uh, that, that had a pretty good grade for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, so I really wanted to give the Jags an A grade. The only reason I didn't um, cause I love their draft. They, they got a lot of good pieces, but the only thing that I thought that they needed to draft was a quarterback and they waited till the sixth round to get the quarterback from Oregon state. And I mean, so they're, you know, going into the first week of the NFL with, you know, Gardner Minshew as your starting quarterback. I, I don't know what that's going to look like, but they got Henderson who, you know, people were talking about going 17 to the Cowboys or even later and the guy
1: goes top 10 he's gonna be a stud he's the best corner in the draft I'm gonna say it now I think he's the best corner in this draft yeah I, we've talked a lot
2: about that about maybe not believing the hype on Okuda. Um I think Henderson's gonna have a great career just you know just people go and die in Jacksonville and never are heard from again but until we they're traded talk- <laughs> right exactly we were just talking off air about Clavon Chase on you know the, the kid is not even 21 years old yet, and he could be. I mean, it remains to be seen, but he could be one of the best pass rushers to come out of this draft, not named Chase Young. Yeah. Um, and you know, they got problems with Ngakwe and whatever is going to happen there, who knows? But that is an awesome pick for just a young, young guy to develop. I think the LaVisca Chenault pick. I think that was a great pick. Another guy that might take a year or two to really have an impact. But, you know, they got DJ Chart. They got DD Westbrook. We talked about this on the live during the draft. And they add Chenault, who, you know, could be a diamond of the rough type of wide receiver who really wasn't on anybody's radar until, you know, a couple months ago. He's a yak
1: guy, too. He's a guy you get him the ball in like a six yard, you know, crossing pattern. He'll take it 30 yards because you're not going to be able to tackle him. Yak, yak, yak.
0: Yeah, they have a lot of receivers. They have Chark, Westbrook, now Chenault. They have Keelan Cole. They drafted another guy, Colin Johnson, from Texas. They have Chris Conley. So they have I like that Colin Johnson as well. can play. They have six receivers that that are they're pretty deep at that position. Quarterback-wise, though, yeah, I thought it was interesting, too, that they waited a while to take a quarterback. Um, so it's either one of two things. They're confident with going forward with Gardner Minshew, especially after trading Nick Foles. Or they have plans to maybe make a trade for Andy Dalton, or possibly sign Cam Newton. I James James Winston stays in state. Well, no, he already signed with the he's signing with the Saints, James Winston. Oh wow! All right, yeah, that well, happened. That happened on Sunday. So is that official yet? I I saw a couple tweets from Rap Report that they he's expected to sign there. So I think if anything, maybe if it falls through, um, let me I'll, I'll go check to see if it's official or not. But. Yeah, your
2: boy I, might not get on the field ever
0: the whole uh the whole endockway thing is kind of weird too because it was literally all offseason was so oh, he's gonna get traded he's gonna I get taste traded him. and then uh yeah <laughs> taste him um the whole offseason he was supposed to get traded and then after night one of the draft when he didn't it was the the gm came out and said well we're not trading him at all so uh, i don't know I, I don't know what's going on there maybe he'll I be like- involved in a trade for something I like the
1: Jags draft Joe. I do I thought I mean night one I thought that they had one of the best drafts, but I feel like they really fumbled the the third day the third day I mean other than like I love Shaq Quarterman, but they took him way too high. That's a That's a a late fifth sixth round pick Uh, Josiah Scott decent depth piece but he's also a fifth or a sixth round pick I think they reached a little bit day if we sat here and we gave our grades on day one I was going to say Jags, but yeah. the third day, they, they didn't complete the draft the way they should have. They should have, I mean, they should have went out and gotten Jacob Eason. They should have been the team to grab Jacob Eason, but they didn't, that, and obviously they is the guy.
2: That would have been a great fit, too. I think you give Eason uh, Chark and some other pretty good weapons, and he can turn around and hand the ball off to Leonard Fournette as long as Fournette's going to be on the Jags. Who knows what's going to happen there? And that would have been a great fit for
1: you. They're, they're just in shambles down there. But I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, though. They definitely had a good draft. I'm not taking away from it because day one was so strong. I mean, you got four dudes that are probably going to play on day one. So can't complain about getting guys that you're definitely going to play. Um, yeah, but It, it just says
0: Jameis is expected to sign a deal with the uh, the Saints, and it's reported that he turned down other lucrative offers uh, from other teams. So lucrative. I, I don't know. Yeah. I it's not technically he hasn't officially signed any contract apparently, but it's from Rappaport and Schefter that he's expected to, to sign there. So
2: yeah, then that that'll probably happen. I guess that's that's interesting to see if he's the quarterback of the future for Sean Payton. Who knows? Yeah. The
1: he Jaguars should know. should sign Cam. They absolutely should just sign Cam. Like he would he would fit there too. I think. Yeah, he would fit there. I mean, they have they have some wide receivers like we talked about. The defense is young. And they're probably going to – bet. i I'd be willing to bet if we looked at cap space for 2021, they're probably in the top five of cap space to spend next year. So, I mean, getting Cam.
2: Yeah, how much money are they paying in fulls That's probably a cap hit there. But, yeah, whatever. How much
1: did Chicago eat of that, though?
2: Yeah, I, that's the question. I really – I don't have the numbers on that yeah, in front I'm of not, me, but that'd be interesting.
0: Let's talk about the Bears. It's a nice transition. Um, they're one of my teams that I don't know what they're doing. Um I don't understand <laughs> they their got direction. Ten tight ends on the direction. Dude, I don't get their, there, I don't dude. get their direction. <laughs> How's that they, even half? First of all, this whole nonsense of a team started years ago with the trade up for Mitch Trubisky Horrible scouting department. He blows. Yeah. Um they missed their window the year of the, the that they were really good and then got beat by the Eagles in that, that double joint game in the playoffs. And then from there it just was it's downhill. They traded for Khalil Mack, which was awesome. Uh, unfortunately, but, you need wait. a quarterback to win games, and Mitch Trubisky blows ass. And they compound the problem by signing Nick Foles, who's on a big contract, and now they're in a quarterback duel. I, I don't, I, I just, I don't know what they're doing. They signed Jimmy oh. Graham in the offseason, then they draft a tight end in the first round. I, I just, I don't <laughs> understand. What, I just don't get it. I'm interested to hear from a Bears fan. You're paying Jimmy Graham eight million a year, yeah, bro. I don't personally, I don't, person, I don't know any any Bears fans personally, but. If a Bears fan finds this and listens to this, I would love to get a reaction. I mean, they, they took a cornerback in Jalen Johnson in the second round. Uh eh, maybe. Okay. Uh, but then they didn't have another pick for 105 picks. They didn't do anything to try to get up and get some more pieces when clearly they've been on the decline for the past couple of years. I didn't and even s- notice that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it, looking I, at it now. Round
1: two, pick eighteen. Round five, pick ten. What the fuck were you doing for a day?
0: Yeah, like Jalen Johnson was a 50th overall pick. Their next pick, uh, Travis Gibson, was a 155th overall pick. So I,
2: I don't know. They're just hanging out,
1: hanging out in Zoom
2: sessions, just
1: chilling. And compounded on your point, D, we we were talking on that uh, on Friday night or Thursday night about how much we all believe in playing for good college programs, like the cream of the crop, kind of translates at least a little bit more efficiently to the NFL. Look at their day three picks: Tulsa, Georgia Southern, Tulane, Colorado, Tennessee State. No, I big, don't no know big, any b- of those guys. Besides
0: Colorado, none of uh, other those none of those schools are powerhouse power schools five. by any power five schools by any sense. So they, they uh, what are they doing? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, look, maybe those players are good. Again, I have to defer to the to to that scout to those scouting departments, but. Jesus Christ, I, I just, I I'm not sure what's going on. Like, they don't need no, a receiver. No, dude,
1: we're not deferring. We not studied these fucking—how uh, no, many not, mock drafts I, did we do? I, mean, I never I know, even picked, I know. saw any of these guys and when we but picked dude, anything. You could
0: have taken an offensive lineman in the first round. You could have taken another defensive uh, another defensive lineman. I mean, you have Akeem Hicks on your defensive line. Who, That's it. Eddie Goldman's, I guess, decent as a nose tackle. They play a 3-4. Your linebackers are pretty solid with Mac Roquan-Smith and Danny Trevathan and Robert Quinn. Your secondary linebackers yeah, are nasty. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's fine. Their second level is great. Uh, your cornerbacks, Buster Screen, who's eh, Kyle Fuller is pretty good. Eddie Jackson's decent. Uh, Deion Bush is I I don't know, but I, I just a tight end. I guy. think Eddie, so Eddie Jackson's Jimmy better than I, Well, I mean, not
2: yeah, J- just signing Jimmy Grant, but <laughs> the draft I don't,
0: one, I don't get it. And like,
1: they have ten
2: on the roster. Ten. Why
1: the fuck did they take Cole Komet? This draft was literally predicated on the fact that tight end was the worst position by far. You know and they why? took a tight end Here, here's round here's two, only pick 11. the reason
0: I can understand. If you want to play a two or three tight end set and go run heavy. They got whatever, nine other ones. But you don't use that on a first round pick. Also, your quarterbacks are average at best. So maybe they need a lot of tight ends to throw the football to. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what they're doing. And I'm speaking I, I, like I'm a Bears fan. I'm not a Bears fan at all. I'm just confused.
2: If I was oh, a he's. Bears fan. I you know would what's funny? Sorry, Joe.
0: I just bro. saw this. Their, this Come. website I'm looking at for grades. Their day one grade was an incomplete. <laughs> That's
1: what they got. Like what we talked about the other night. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst of the nap. It's an incomplete. Satisfactory.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Not available. Didn't wow. happen. That Fantastic. is
0: atrocious. That's is, that the,
2: is that the worst draft, I think? Maybe? Of the okay.
0: whole. Besides the Jordan Love pick. That's probably the worst yeah. kick of the first round. Well, I mean, Jalen
2: Hurts, but.
0: That was the second round, so he definitely takes the kick there. But, yeah. Well, oh, you, tra- you transition in.
1: We're, we're staying in the division, and you want to go right into Jordan Love. I had yeah. them as one of my. I got two teams here that I want to talk about, but I'll start with the Packers. Going off of that, Jordan Love, first round. Aaron Rodgers has four years left on his contract. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of your team. It's the same concept of what we talked about with Wentz and Hurts. What in the hell are you doing in the first round of the draft taking a quarterback? Last year, you got to the (laughs) NFC title game. NFC title game last year. You're a couple pieces away from being in the Super Bowl. Yeah. We'll take a quarterback that can be under Rodgers for the next four years, and then he'll be our starter. And then, to make it worse, we're going to take a running back round two. A good running back. I'm not going to say he's not good, but The best running back combo in the NFL last year was probably the Green Bay Packers with Jamal Williams and fucking Aaron Jones. That combo was disgusting, and they picked a running back in round two. They got worse on draft night. They got worse. They created created headlines with publicity. They created locker room controversy. They created on-the-field issues. They created Aaron Rodgers having to do something else other than focus on winning football games now. He has to mentor this kid that's a dude that's a fucking fat f for me a fat f that draft by the packers was awful and we
2: just talked about the eagles and we've parked on Jalen hurts enough but you know the fact that the report came out that you guys just talked about how they called carson wentz and you know at least told him what was going to happen you think that matt lafleur got on the phone and was like hey aaron we're going to take your replacement in the first round when we know you need a bunch of wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how do you think that would have gone? Dude, over?
0: it's not even that. Like, he's got Devontae Adams. They have two young receivers, uh, or three, and Allison and Scantling, and I think the dude from Notre Dame, Aquanius St. Paul. Well, they signed, they signed uh,
1: Devin Funches, too. And Devin
0: Funches. Let me go back to the NFC Championship game that you got absolutely waxed in by the 49ers. Uh, they ran for. Three hundred almost three hundred yards rushing. Maybe take a defensive tackle or a defensive lineman or a linebacker, especially after you lost Blake Martinez in the offseason. Not a quarterback and a running back back to back. Address something. And, I just I don't know. Like was you was waited till pick? round four. Round four or five to take a linebacker. What are you
1: doing? Round five. Round, round five, five to come take on, Martin.
0: Why like what are you they doing? Took I a,
1: don't get they it. took a tight end in round three, dude.
0: Yeah, and they don't tight use end. We talked about in the live show. They don't use that. Yeah, they don't. Their use tight end.
1: Hands. Their tight end play is Jimmy. When Jimmy Graham would run an arrow route, and then he would spin, catch the ball, and get his legs taken out for two yards. Good Which play. is
2: about all Jimmy Graham is good for right now, and his and his career trajectory. So it's good that the Bears brought him on it too.
1: Bro, the <laughs> Lions might fuck around and come in second in that division <laughs> next year.
0: The, the best thing Jimmy Graham did for the Packers was that catch against Seattle in that the uh, division round game at the, at the very end of the game to get the first down. That was the best thing he did. I I just don't I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. That that division is is besides the Vikings, I guess the Lions had a decent draft, but the Va- Packers and Vikings or Packers and Bears on draft night, they need they need some help. Yeah.
1: That was that was awful. I might I I just keep going with bad drafts. I I just going to go right to the Falcons. I yeah. thought the Falcons had an awful draft. AJ Terrell massive reach. Yeah. Huge reach for was, him, dude. He's a good he's a good player, but he's raw. I mean, as soon as he played good competition in the, in the national title game, he got cooked all game long. They just kept targeting him. Joe Burrow, literally, Joe Burrow does not have a strong arm, and he was just throwing the ball right through A.J. Terrell's hands all game long, right past him, around him, just dominating him. I like the Marlon Davidson pick because he creates depth on the defensive line because they needed it, but they have five first-round picks on the offensive line, and they went offensive line in round three. Your defense in the second... Shout out, Matt Hennessy. <laughs> your defense on the, on, in the second level in the secondary is awful. It's horrible. And you play in the NFC South. You're going to have to see Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Michael Thomas against the Saints with Camara. You're going to have to see Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson with the Panthers. You're going to have to see Tom Brady with Gronk, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brate, uh, fucking Evans Godwin and, and Edvin, Evans. And you have no... They have the worst... That team, honestly... Might not win a game in the division because they can't stop a team from passing the ball. They have—I can't name a single secondary player on the team besides AJ Terrell. Yeah. They're gonna have to. Uh, they're gonna. What's the linebacker's name that's really good
0: for them? Oh, well, they have Deion Jones and their like, Ke- Jones. They have Keon Neal at safety, who's who's a pretty good player. But they lost Deion Jones. Got uh, to do it all. They lost Trufant. Um, he went to Detroit, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, there's just some teams that are just question marks. So they like, didn't what even. Are, what are you
1: doing? They didn't fire Dan Quinn because he had a good turnaround at the end of the year, and then he goes out there in the draft a, that, dude, and shits a, the bed.
0: That was a joke, dude. Not firing Dan Quinn yeah, a couple years ago was a mistake.
1: He, dude, they shit the bed in this draft. I like Marlon Davidson. Second round, good pick. The rest of their draft is an F. Yeah,
2: I agree. They, sh- they should have fired Dan Quinn, and this is, this is what they get for not doing it. A guy who, I mean, is supposed to be a defensive guy and, like, Totally shits the bet. I mean, <laughs> how are you Second, gonna give? The guy, horrible. Yeah, how are you gonna give the guy another chance on another season and allow him to keep continually tanking your drafts and your franchise like for the future? And like, I I don't understand why they didn't ax him like on the spot after week sixteen. Their number
1: two corner is Isaiah Oliver, and their free safety is demonte Kazi.
0: Damante Kazi, yeah. Watch, uh, watch there. AJ Terrell be a fucking stud. <laughs> and,
1: and, yeah, maybe, maybe he will be. He will be. Yeah, be he's stud? not going to be as a rookie though. I guarantee that because he oh, can't even right. guard college receivers. So, and it, a lot of these quarterbacks are better than Joe Burrow that he's going to be facing every week. So, let's just be real about that. That was an F. Um, I know Joe. Joe, you had another team that you thought was an F, but I. No, i, love I the sucking, by the way. I, I
2: didn't have. I didn't have one that I thought was an F. I actually, um. We already talked about most of the ones that made me kind of cringe watching one. I just wanted to talk about the Cleveland Browns real quick because I thought, you know, their Grant Delpit pick 44th overall. I think Delpit's going to fit in. I mean, he's another LSU dog. Um, the one thing about their draft, though, that does not make sense to me is, OK, so they just signed. Uh, what's the dude's name? Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper. Right and from the Falcons and they drafted Njoku. keep in mind he was a first round pick what two years ago uh yeah two years so and you go we're talking about how important these middle rounds are on day three and they go and draft a tight end from FAU Harrison Bryant I mean I don't I know nothing about him and I know nothing about the program that Lane Kiffin left at FAU or how good they were but what do you do when drafting a tight end? Don't you have other? You're the Cleveland Browns. You haven't had a winning season in like twenty years. What are you going to dr- trade in Joku? Because if that's the case, you should have traded him on day three and then made that pick to make it make sense. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me, me at all.
1: If you're the Browns coming into this draft, you have your receiving core. You need. You needed the depth piece at receiver. Your running backs are set. Your offensive line you address by getting Conklin and then drafting Wills in the first round. Your D-line is set. Your secondary by getting Delpit was completely set. You have no linebackers at all. You didn't draft a single linebacker.
2: And the, the one linebacker that – well, they did draft a single Oh, team. they dropped Jacob Phillips, they yeah.
0: They do have from Wilson who I guess is still in the process of be either becoming good or not becoming good. But, yeah, I, I just think this draft for them – because uh, they're – Offensively, offensively, starting-wise, they're fine. Um, defensive, there's a couple pieces maybe they're missing. But this draft, for, if I'm them, I would want them to take depth pieces. And tight end is definitely not one of them. Um, I would have liked them yeah. to accumulate some more picks if I were them just to get some more depth. But, dude, it's the, it's the Browns, dude. They're going to blow. It doesn't matter who they draft. They're going to fuck it up. They're
2: the Browns. Browns are going to Browns. Browns are going to Browns. As long as Baker
0: Mayfield's throwing the football, they're going to be the Browns. I <laughs> and the, the fucked up thing Guys, about the Browns, I'm
1: looking, I'm looking at their roster, dude. Like, there's not many teams in the NFL with like one through 22 that are better than that. Like, that roster is disgusting. Dude, one on paper, 20, right? they're, they're solid. And they're gonna paper. suck
0: again. But they're the Browns. The Browns will brown. That's all. That's, that's all. Uh, I
2: like to see. I like to see an over under on wins for them in the 2020 season. Uh, that, I'll that. give
0: it until week, uh, week 10 or 11 that Case Keenum's starting for that team. You think? Wow, Dude, I have no I'm sorry and Maybe it's just me and I know there's other people Out there I have no faith in Baker Mayfield Whatsoever I think he's just all show Johnny Manziel type and he's just a little Better than Johnny Manziel but he's better than that Yeah but I, I don't think He's any good I really don't If you can't he definitely you wasn't the number on one Pick sorry, in the draft If that's you struggle sure. On offense with Nick Chubb Odell And Jarvis Landry you, you can't You blow you blow That simple you blow
1: Oh, yeah, and then the fact that we got Kareem Hunt coming out of the backfield and Joku yeah, at tight end. He, I mean,
0: he's, he's a solid the... player. I, I don't know, dude. Look, I, he's young, but come on. Give me something more than – you're the first overall pick. You got to show me something with those weapons. I mean, shit, if, if – uh, for the three of our teams, if Cam, Wentz, or, or Dak Prescott had those, three, had those players coming out of their backfield, shit. Jesus.
1: I'd love to have Odell on my team. I don't I care how much of a head kiss he is cam right now no but super cam with even one of those guys yeah, that would have been a, a major when issue he
0: was, when he was legit um all right uh, a team that i just had a question mark about uh i don't question what they do because they're obviously they've been good for 20 years the new england patriots they didn't draft yeah. a quarterback um I, they did sign one or two uh yesterday after the draft and today um uh, in the undrafted free agency market but they didn't address quarterback in the draft. They didn't draft Jake Fromm. They didn't draft Eason. They didn't take anybody. So I just want to get your guys' opinion. Do you think they're going to try to go for Cam Newton now that Jameis is probably signing with the Saints?
1: I think they – got to think about it from a logical perspective with them. How long has it been since they've been good? They've been good nonstop for 20 years. Do you think that Bill Belichick is going to go into the year that he loses Brady – with Jarrett Stidham, a quarterback who sucked yeah, in college yeah, as his and, pro quarterback.
0: And Brian, I think they also well, have Brian Hoyer too, but still, yeah, but they they suck. Yeah, so.
2: Well, I, I could definitely yeah. see them making a play for, you know, like we talked about McCoy and these guys being a rental. Make a play for Cam Newton to be a rental, accumulate a shitload of picks to have the New England Patriots, trade up and get your boy from Clemson next year. They're Trevor Lawrence? Old. Dude, then now you're back on top.
0: You can't you can't do that. They don't they're they're not they are not going to have enough to get it's up the to Patriots. the number one pick, man. Their best shot is to actually go into the, the season with Jared Stidham if they want to get Trevor Lawrence. Take no, yeah, yeah, not, not Cam Newton. Yeah, not draft Cam Newton and try to get him. That would be really difficult to do.
1: Jared Stidham is so bad that I think he would actually throw more picks than touchdowns <laughs> than play 16 games. I'm Wait, serious. I, He's I horrible.
0: See, I I speaking of interceptions, I saw a funny stat. Jameis Winston has completed more passes to the New Orleans Saints than Taysom Hill has oh my
1: god (laughs) that's not surprising Uh, yeah that doesn't shock me one bit
0: nah Um, but back to the
1: Pats with not getting the quarterback I mean I thought I thought it was kind of crazy to draft one but I think I mean it's Belichick you got to kind of assume there's a plan dude I yeah I I assume that Cam I I assume it's Cam or maybe they're looking at somebody else that they've they have a target on in the NFL that might get traded that we don't know about, I mean, we're not in it like they are, but there's no way in hell that Belichick's year where it's either his, like, you know, you know, he cares about his legacy as a coach. You know, he does. He's a conceited like dickhead. Honestly, he's all about him and keeping everything under wraps and it's all about him. There's no way he's going to, there's no way he's going to let Brady go to Tampa Bay and take his boy Gronk down there and have fun in the sun with all those weapons and get be one of the best teams in the NFL, and he's sitting up in, in New England getting smoked by the Bills twice a year. No chance that he's allowing that to happen.
2: That's going to hurt the ego a little bit.
1: Uh, there's no way, dude. I mean, are on paper right now, are they better than the Jets like from top to bottom? If they are, it's not by a ton. Not but, after the Jets draft. They got our boy Mims. They got mems, they got offensive linemen. I mean, they did they got another corner. They did they had a good draft. I mean, we didn't even they, talk about it, but they did well. I mean, the Dolphins are definitely up and coming and the Bills are good. The Bills are the third best team in the AFC if I was writing them down right now. They're the third best team. And do you think Bill Belichick's going to sit there and let them get waxed? No. No chance.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I, I would agree that they're going to they're going to go for somebody and try to stay relevant. So, it's just not in their interesting.
2: League. Interesting line on the Bills gra- grabbing uh, Jake Fromm late. I think that was kind of interesting. We
0: actually I think had that a that question was... on Facebook uh, on Saturday. Somebody direct messaged me and asked me, why did Jake Fromm drop so far? So that was kind of cool. I, but <laughs> I, um, uh, I honestly, they talked about it a little bit during the draft, but he had, he's a, small. had a combine and his arm strength was a lot weaker than what a lot of scouts thought it was. Um yeah. And when you see that in a quarterback and your arm strength is below average and you don't have the instincts of I know Joe Burrow doesn't have a fantastic arm but when you don't have the instincts of him or the pocket presence that he has you're gonna fall big time. Joe Burrow's
1: pro- pocket presence and being cool under pressure is why he's good because his it's like is not Big good.
2: Ben. He's just like Big Ben in that sense. That's why I think I mean I'm high on Burrow because of that. You guys you know have other opinions.
0: But no, I'm high on Burrow. I'm very high on Burrow. Shirkers not.
2: Right. I'm. I meant one of us had opinions on Burrow,
1: but
0: yeah, you I don't it.
1: think he's gonna suck. I, I'm gonna say it again. I just don't think he's gonna be a franchise-altering quarterback at all. I just don't. I think there's two other quarterbacks in this draft that have a chance to be better than him, just because of arm strength and size. I just I don't believe. It. I, uh, today's football is all about being able to, you know, make tight throws and tight windows with a zip on the football. And he does not have zip on the football. His today's presence football
0: is about the two quarterback system with Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. That's, that's, that's <laughs> you're, right, you're right. You're right. I apologize. About. Andy Sorry. Dalton and Joe Burrow are going to the Super Bowl, boys. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Andy Dalton run Wildcat. Joe Burrow running go routes on the outside. Dear oh, Lord, oh can you Andy, imagine
1: Andy I'm sure. Andy Dalton in the Wildcat in the backfield? <laughs> Dude, no, I, I can't. He's not scaring anyone. That would be sick. I'd pay money. To, I would pay to watch that shit.
2: I think Big Tom could be able to cover Andy
0: Dalton out in the flat. I think my dad could cover Andy Dalton in the flat.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Um, Um, Do you guys have any other teams you want to discuss or talk
1: about? Well, I kind of wanted to go into the – like kind of transitioning into like what's going to happen over the coming days in the NFL. So tomorrow at 4, free agency can kind of reopen again because you won't lose a compensatory pick by any signing that you'll make. So I think we're going to see – a lot of these teams with holes, like we're talking about Cam and the Patriots maybe, um, but a lot of these teams, you know, Clowney's still unsigned that have holes that aren't, are, are, not filled up the draft or they didn't get their guy. There's going to be a bunch of veterans. I think that'll probably sign tomorrow night, Tuesday and Wednesday. And if you look at that for uh, that free agent list right now, there are bona fide starters out there right now, guys that will go somewhere and they'll start week one with limited, even, even though they're not doing anything yet, but with limited reps, they would start. So I think that it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting week to see teams go out and spend a little more money.
0: Yeah, um, specifically one for the Eagles that I would like to see uh, address the backup running back situation. Um, Sanders, I think, is going to be a stud in the NFL, but they do need... They're, they're running back by committee. They like to not give 25 carries to a running back every single game. So uh, I'm pretty sure Devontae Freeman's out there still. I would like them to see. I, I like him. Um, if you give him... Ten to fifteen touches a game. I think he could be a pretty solid change of pace running back behind Miles Sanders if you're the Eagles. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I mean, with you. There's gonna be teams. Uh, I mean, just kind of, some of those dudes.
1: He's a good. He's a great He's a great option. He's another good one that's out there. I mean, if you want to hear a couple names, I mean, obviously we mentioned Cam, we mentioned Clowney, but then there's guys like Everson Griffin. There's guys like uh, Drake Kirkpatrick, Alec Ogletree, Logan Ryan, Prince Amuka Mora, Ezekiel Ansah, uh, Mike Daniels. Eric Reed Lamar Miller there's guys out there that like legitimately if they where they go they're gonna play right away I mean Darquez Denard he's still out there I mean it's it's a pretty deep free agent class and it's you know post draft I think there's gonna be some teams and if you look at the uh, the cap spaces of a lot of these teams there's a couple teams that have over 20 million left in cap So I mean it would I, I think that there's gonna be a lot of movement tomorrow and Tuesday with free agency
2: yeah I agree I think there's there's going to be some money thrown around, and whether it's just veteran minimums for you know guys like Ziggy Ansah, I don't think he's worth like another decent contract. But a lot of these guys he-
0: will be one year deals uh, to, for contenders at least to, to try to help them out, fill some depth, and maybe find a, a spot start here and there.
2: Yeah, just kick the tires on an old head, see what yes. they got left in the tank.
0: They have a veteran presence in the locker room, something like that. Um, so. Yeah, I, the next couple of days are going to be interesting to see as well. And maybe that will help some people uh, get through their bad draft, like if you're the uh, Packers or the, the shitty Bears. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, Joe, you have any other team you want to talk about?
2: No, nah, we hit on all, all of mine, I think. Yeah. The only other thing is, I mean, the Seahawks taking two DNs in their draft. They they must feel like Clowney's gone just to go off
1: of what we were talking about the free agency stuff, or maybe they're sick and tired of kicking the tires with him for the last couple of months. I mean, he's that dude. I mean, listen, I don't like Bill O'Brien. I think he's an absolute clown of a GM. I think he sucks at his job. But there's a reason why like they didn't offer him, and then this and now the Seahawks are having the same issue with him a year later. There's there's a there's something going on there. His his value of himself is clearly like. Up here and his value their value of his teams is clearly a couple low, like a notch or two lower than that I mean it there's something not adding up with that like he's yeah. he's not he's not he's not a top 10 defender in the NFL, but he wants to yeah. get paid like one Yeah,
0: yeah, he missed he misses window for his uh, big contract in my opinion, but um, Yeah, that's a good point. Joe. they're probably moving on from him, but um, The last point that I want to make is the Dolphins. I thought that they had a lot of picks uh, two years ago, you look at the roster compared to what it is now since Brian Flores came in. They've completely turned it around. They drafted a quarterback. I'm not super high on Tua, but hey, they went out and got one. We'll they'll see how it works. Um, they have Parker. They drafted two offensive linemen. They uh, signed Byron Jones. That division, if New England doesn't sign a quarterback, honestly could come down between the Bills and the, and the Dolphins, to be honest with you, but...
2: Um, yeah, I think it. I think it probably will.
0: Yeah, ha- having all those picks, and if they can find, like we've been saying the whole this whole show, if they can find that diamond in the rough player that they've in those 12, 13, 14 picks, whenever they've had, they uh they're gonna be a team probably within the next three or four years that are, and if two it pans out to be a a really good player like you think, Strick, they're gonna be a, it's, it's weird to say, but the Dolphins might be the AFC East
1: team to, to watch out for yeah see, that's that's so weird to hear well they had I mean they had it they set it up for themselves man even they don't have to be good this year this year was like you said they had a great draft and they had a good free agency they grabbed they grabbed Shaq Lawson Byron Jones they had a good free agency class come in the guys that are going to start they went out and they drafted a franchise quarterback added some offensive linemen a couple depth pieces on the d-line and Davis and Stowbridge. and uh, Strobridge I mean next year they have two first round picks again I mean, if they kind of, if they go five and eleven again, and they end up you know in the top you know seven or eight picks in the draft, they have two first rounders, they get two more guys, and they go out and spend another sixty million in free agency. You're absolutely right. Beginning in 2021, the Dolphins might be a pretty damn good team.
0: Yeah. All right. So that is our draft recap show. We we talked about a lot of different teams in this uh, in this show here. Um, if we didn't mention your team or any other team that you think we missed, um, let us know. And comment, we'll put this out on Facebook, uh, Twitter, all that, so you guys can talk and comment and share. Live shows, again, we just want to thank everybody for watching and commenting and, and being with us during those two days. I know it was a long night, both of those nights, but uh, thanks for sticking with us. And, uh, again, we're going to be looking forward to doing more of that stuff in the future as well. So, uh, if listen, if you want to see, see us live and do anything live, let us know. Uh, we'd be open to any anything, really. Uh, we love interacting with everybody and, and all the people. But, um, if you guys don't have anything else, we'll get this closed down and we'll we'll look forward to Friday show. Yeah, I
1: mean, I got one more thing I forgot about this. Ed Worth did ask us to talk about the Giants, and I don't want to not do that for him because we got and a Giants request blow, on that.
0: Worth, there you go. The
1: Giants, the Giants, <laughs> the Giants are not a good football team. Um, but their draft, I'm looking at. It, I thought they actually had a pretty good draft. Um. I don't know if you guys are able to check it out quick, but they got, you know, Andrew Thomas at four. Xavier McKinney was probably the steal, you know, yeah. probably one of the biggest steals in round two in the draft. Um, Darnay Holmes, the corner out of UCLA, is pretty good. I know uh, he said they were looking for linebackers. I don't think he was thinking about the fact that they signed Blake Martinez. So they kind of shored up the fact that they got a bona fide run stopper stud in the middle of the defense now. Um, so I think overall they had, I'd I'd give them a B, B plus for their draft. Just looking at it quickly here. Yeah, I mean
2: they took they took offensive tack, they took offensive line and defense. They took three linebackers in the draft. I I didn't really look at theirs until now, but they took three linebackers, a DN, and two
1: corners, along with you know, Xavier McKinney. That's interesting. Yeah, they. I mean, they obviously had a had a plan. You know. Like line back, second level of the defense get a stud a stud safety and then lineman and they definitely hit hit on all that which is surprising because Gettleman is not good at his job so. yeah he's bad <laughs>
0: yeah, if there's uh if there's any team um we, we again we're gonna probably talk a little bit more about this on Friday too considering there might be some other players signed throughout this week but if there's any team that we miss and you want to hear let us know comment um, on social media and we will gladly talk about them on Friday as well so uh, we'll close it down. We'll see you again on Friday. We'll get back to our more of our normal routine on Friday with all our different segments and, uh, like, what's your problem and the top three and all that. We'll do that on Friday. So until then, just enjoy the show. And um, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> <This> <laughs>
2: Later, is, guys. This is Wave,
0: Stricker and Elusio. See you on Friday.